Let's go! It's your boy DJ Hatter in the first episode of the Comics Podcast. It's been a while since we brought you something. I'm here by myself today. A lot of stuff is going on. But that's neither here nor there. But today's episode, because it's the first episode, going to be discussing three movies. We're going to try to get to three movies. and We'll see. It might not be a long podcast today, but we'll see where it goes. But I actually want to discuss the Mortal Kombat movie and Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. And if I get time, I might get into the third movie. I don't know. I don't want to tell you what it is yet until I know we have time for it. But first thing I'm going to do is, well, first of all, I'm recording this right here in, in my car because it's the only time I get the chance to do a, a podcast. But uh, hopefully next episode, we're going to have some guests uh, and permanent people to actually be doing it. So we'll see where that goes. But right now, let's get into the uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. And before I go any further, there are spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie by now, something's wrong with you. So... I'm not going to go into the details of the movie yet. I want to tell you what my thoughts on the movie was as a whole. I thought the movie was entertaining. It is a video game movie nonetheless. So I don't go into the movie expecting it to be an amazing movie. Mortal Kombat has always been cheesy since the 95 movie. And it just and it was just awful with Annihilation, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We all we, that's we're not talking about that. We're not supposed to talk about that. We know that video game movies do not have a high track record. We don't go into those movies expecting it to be Oscar worthy. We don't even go into some of those movies expecting it to be on levels with the DC movies or Marvel MCU. We don't expect that. We all know that. What I don't like about the movie is a handful of things. It's not something that broke the movie. It was the introduction to a new character. Now, Mortal Kombat, if you play the video games, if you know anything about the video games, Mortal Kombat is not shy. They don't shy away from bringing in new characters and seeing how we all react to it. This is a movie. It's something different. There's a whole new character. It's a reboot, but it's the character that's taking the spotlight. Named Cole Young. I'm not a big fan of the actor. Not a big fan of the character either. Don't know why his inclusion was to him for him being the the blood relative of Scorpion. Again, we'll get into that later. But that was one character that I thought was just unnecessarily a part of the movie. Every other character was just... Again, don't know who Cole Young was. I thought he was supposed to be somebody who was actually in the Mortal Kombat games, but I guess I was wrong. But, hell, it would have something different if he was the son of Kenshi. But, eh, neither here nor there. But I actually expected way less from this movie. And I was entertained. I loved the movie. I loved the fights. Whenever they were fighting, I loved the cheesiness. It was dialogue. Of course, Kano. Kano made the movie. The comic relief. And he was funny as shit. The movie isn't considered a comedy, but it's a good movie. He was good in the movie. I enjoyed it. Going in for the beginning, you know, you see the origins, uh, the the final blood feud with uh, with Sub Zero and and, uh, and Scorpion, uh, Hanzo Asashi before he became Scorpion. You know, he's in his compound. You know, Scorp- uh, Sub Zero and his ninjas, the Lin Kuei, they go in there and they start eradicating, killing his family. 
And you see a badass moment with Hanzo. You know, he was kicking some ass by himself. And, of course, one-on-one with Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero ended up killing him. And apparently uh, Sub-Zero was supposed to be, uh, was supposed to kill him that way. He, uh, I guess Outworld could just, uh, what is it, uh, destroy, uh, defeat a prophecy or something like that? I don't know. I can't remember that. Like, that was just, that, that was another thing that was kind of random. I didn't think that was needed. Raiden shows up and actually saves, like, the baby, his daughter, that was, like, never seen again, apparently, because it was, like, so many, like, decades, centuries ago before the modern day. And then it explains why Cole and most people have the tattoos or the, the marks, because those people are chosen to be fighters in the Mortal Kombat tournament, which, again, in this movie, the tournament never took place because they were, I guess, they are trying to deviate from the the tournament part, but... I, again, don't know why. Again, that, that was the third thing that I, one of the handful of things I told you I didn't really care too much for. Did not understand what the marks were for, but I did understand that was their reasoning for giving them their superpowers. You play Mortal Kombat games, people are doing random things. Liu Kang shooting fireballs, Kung Lao throwing a hat like it's Captain America's shield and teleporting with it. Uh, Sonya's well in in the game she actually has like wrist gauntlets she didn't really need a mark for that uh, who else uh, I, I assume Cabal has a mark but his speed like I'm assuming people people the guys in these movies they have abilities don't think Reiko had a mark I think he was a part of Outworld but who knows and I think Shang Tsung was a sorcerer they never really explained Outworld's people's abilities but they did do a lot with ex- trying to explain anyway the the abilities of the of Earth Realm champions was the good guys. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of things that irritated me, and it wasn't even about the movie. It was that when the movie was done, there's a lot of people like, and you probably are on social media if you've watched the movie, you you've seen and and heard these things. People are saying the movie was extremely awful. It's it's an awful movie. The '95 movie was bad. And then one guy posted this. It was like, you're, you're, you're complaining about that when this movie is almost the exact same level of cheesiness and unrealistic BS, like the 95 movie. And in a lot of ways, what makes the 95 movie, in a lot of people's minds that are so against this new one, think about the age demographic too. We, I'm one of those people who love some of the older things versus some of the newer things like old rap music i love older rap than i do like some of the new stuff i more than some of the new stuff honestly i like some of the older cartoons more than i like the new ones because the art is just different i will always have a special place in my heart for the og mortal kombat movie because it was the first and it was probably the best of its time if you go back and watch that today, it does not age well at all. Just my opinion. Feel free to comment and let me know what you think about that. Still a decent movie. Just like this Mortal Kombat is a decent movie. What makes this one here different is that they actually don't they don't shy away from the blood. They don't shy away from the gore, the fatalities, you know, they don't shy for, shy away from that. I don't know why they didn't do much of it in the older one. Probably a reason. Don't know. It wasn't rated R, I don't think, either. And the older one was like PG-13. It was more so of a, just a fighting movie. It wasn't, wasn't nothing special. Like, no, nobody ever did. I don't think anybody did much of their fatalities in that movie, either. But 
it's neither here nor there. Um, the other thing that really bothers me about people's perceptions about the movie, like I, I told, I, th- I talked to somebody about this. I actually was was talking to him. I was like, "This movie is entertaining. It's a video game movie. Never go into video game movies or any movie for that matter with high expectations. You know, expectation breeds disappointment. That's just what it is. And most people were expecting a lot of stuff." This movie was not awful, as people are saying. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was a good movie. It was a good movie, in my opinion. Not awful, not trash, it's not that. It's just, people were mad that certain characters were left out of the spotlight. Don't be wrong, Liu Kang in the spotlight is just regurgitating. You're doing the same thing that's been done all the time. Everybody's done it. And even in the video games... That's why the video games went a different route when they changed a lot of the story, especially with, this, with the new uh, with Mortal Kombat 9, X, and 11. A lot of story, stuff from the story from the original one was changed to fit a different level of storytelling. And I think that's what this movie was trying to do. I do think there are some things they did. I think they played it safe. And I do think certain characters should have been doing more. Like, I wish Shang Tsung... Would first of all, I wish he would have looked different, and I wish he would have actually fought. Raiden, I wish he would have looked different, and I wish he would have fought. But I understand he was again. I don't know what the hell he was doing when he wasn't there helping him train. But again, that's just I don't know what the movie should have been longer. If the movie was longer, we would have probably had more of the action in it. But what we've got, what we, what we got, is what we asked for. Mortal Kombat fans, especially ones in 95 and even the video games, you ask for this. And when they give it to you, you're still complaining. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't, we can never get nice things. Don't get me wrong, the only video game movie that's amazing, in my opinion, is Sonic the Hedgehog. That is the only video game movie that has been amazing. And they're making Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Again, I went into the first one not expecting anything. I'm just going to do the same thing with the second one. I'm not going to go in there expecting nothing. As soon as we stop going in and expecting things in certain movies, in certain video games, to TV shows, the better off we'll be. Because you can't tell me, whoever's listening to this, you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you can't tell me you didn't go into that movie expecting it to be better than the 95 one because we're in a new age, we got new, new CG. We got new uh, special effects. Tell me I'm wrong. That is a problem I think we have. Especially when it comes to video game movies. And movies in general. Comic book movies especially. Because the biggest problem I have with the MCU is that everything has to be a comedy. Everything has to be a comedy. If, If you're a movie like Deadpool... Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't really mind the comedic situations you guys have because that's just what the characters were were made for in the MCU anyway when they redid it. I'm not I'm not too much sure how the original story was, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't like funny all the time. But hell, even Fantastic Four, I'll probably let go. But movies like Thor, I, I, I'm not going back to that Thor Ragnarok because every time I talk about Thor Ragnarok, I get mad. I'm just leaving it at that. If you want to talk about it, you know where the comment section is. Comment and talk to me about it. But anyway, this is Mortal Kombat. They did a good job of balancing both. I'm giving the movie a 7.5 out of 10. 
because I just wish the movie was longer and I wish we would have had more of the OG characters doing more and it wasn't focusing on um, on this new character, Cole Young, who ends up getting... I, I don't think his ability was special, honestly. I think they just, again, making up a new character, just throwing shit in there. Um, and I don't really, really didn't like the lack of Scorpion. If they had showed Scorpion training in the Nether Realm and fighting demons or whatever, it probably would have been a little bit better. Probably got a little higher, bit of group, an eight, because Scorpion by himself. I'm biased. I'm a Scorpion fan. Clearly, most of the world is a Scorpion fan. That's not. Let's be honest about that. I think they would. If they should have been more Scorpion. Should have been less Cole Young. More of the old characters doing more. Like I said, like Raiden and Shang Tsung. They should have done more. We should have had more screen. Cabal was lit, though. I'm not going to lie. Cabal was fun. He was good, too. He was, like, legit scary. That speed and those those hook swords. Ooh. That dude was real. Like, I always liked Cabal. And I think when I first played him, it was a Mortal Kombat Deception. Was he in Deception? Tell me if I'm wrong. I think it was Deception when I first saw him in the game. But Cabal on MK11 is nasty. The boy is nasty. But anyway, y'all let me know what y'all think about Mortal Kombat. What would you rate it? And do you really think it's an awful movie? Or do you think it was an alright entertaining movie at the best? It's not no, you know, Oscar worthy, like I said. Anyway, moving on to another movie that I think everybody should watch. Anything Tom Clancy is amazing, especially in the video game world. Tom Clancy... Comp Clancy's games and books are fun in movies and TV shows he had in the past. I don't know, some of you might not be old enough to remember some of the older uh, Jack Ryan stories like uh, Patriot Game, uh, Hunt for Red October, Some of All Fears. You know, those, those those are Tom Clancy, those are Jack Ryan, the Jack Ryan character. This character in the new Tom Clancy movie that just hit on Amazon was is called uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse and Michael B. Jordan is playing another legendary character that in in some books and even in the the movie he has been with Jack Ryan his character's name is John Kelly before he becomes the well-known character of John Clark don't know who did that that was kind of lazy but hey it is what it is anyway we get to see the origins of how he became who he is and it starts off with his team going in to Syria and they're taking out, they had to go save a hostage and taking out, you know, Russian loyalists. And apparently there's a conspiracy theory behind it, which causes his team and the death of his wife and the wife, his wife to die. So, of course, this is this is this is a revenge movie where Michael B. Jordan is playing a great role. He put a lot into this role. The interrogation scene when he lit the car on fire and walked into the car, jumped into the car, interrogated the dude while the car is on fire is probably one of the most badass things you can do. I've played Splinter Cell. You've played Splinter Cell probably if you ever heard of the game. Inter- interrogation is something that in, in, in almost every form of Tom Clancy video game and in books. When you do it with Sam Fisher, you're beating him up. It's something about that interrogation where you have a gun on somebody and you're interrogating somebody while everything around him is on fire. Either They have no escape. They're either going to run through the fire or get shot. 
that's probably one of the badass interrogation scenes I've ever seen. Then it, again, it goes on to him finding out, you know, what's going on. Again, spoiler alert. Him and his team, his new team, they're trying to, you know, find out who killed his wife and his his team. And then to find, come to find out, it was here. It was home. It was his own government. It was a secretary who was just trying to start a war. Because apparently, war is profitable. Don't understand that personally, but I do know that a lot of people in this world probably do believe that. The movie itself, action was great. Characters were great. And this movie is setting up for a Rainbow Six movie or TV show. I don't know what they're going to do, but I would love a Rainbow Six movie. And, and this is the reason why I brought up Mortal Kombat first, because this is another thing where it's bringing into... The video game movie world. Even though it is Rainbow Six is a video game, it's also a book. So you kind of muddle lines with video game and and, and and book movies, you know. I don't know whether to call it a video game movie or a novel movie. Everything that says Tom Clancy's whatever, it's a good book. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan TV show. Still waiting on season three. Don't know what they're waiting for, but that's a great TV show. Tom Clancy's stuff should have more TV shows and or video game uh, movies than than most video games. I would like a Tom Clancy Rainbow Six. I would like a Tom Clancy Splinter Cell movie or TV show. Tom Clancy's uh, uh, Ghost Recon, rather than be Future Soldier, Wildlands, Breakpoint, whatever. Is a plethora of is a Tom Clancy verse. Uh, just like the Marvel Universe and DC Universe and all that stuff. There's a universe of characters. Teams, missions, things to go awry. In all of his books, there's always a world catastrophe type thing going on. And those are movies that, and TV, again, TV shows that need to be dived into. The Division is another one I think that's being made. I'm not sure if it's going to be on Amazon or Netflix. I think my brother said Netflix. But I think we'll find out when that time comes. But I enjoy the video games. I enjoy the stories in the video games. So when Tom Clancy without remorse came out, if it, when his name is on top of something, you know it's going to be good. I'm sorry. It, that's just what it is. Without remorse is by far one of the greatest movies right now this year. It gets a 9 out of 10 because it's not long enough. It has to be a little bit long. I don't know. I like longer movies. Like If you go past two hour mark, we're good. If you got like an up to an hour, almost two hours, okay, whatever, but it gets a 9 out of 10 because I wish there was more time. I wish there was just a tiny bit more action. Hell, right now, if I can take, out, take that away, it's a 10 out of 10. It's a great movie. It's worth watching. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to go watch it. That's just what you need to do. You don't, shouldn't be listening to me talk about it. You should just go ahead and watch it. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse Star, Michael B. Jordan and Lauren London. A lot of people in this movie, I don't remember their name. I think Toby Bell is one of them. Uh, Guy Pierce is in it as well. Uh, don't remember anybody else's names. I know their faces, but I can't remember their names. But that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, good movie. You all should watch it. Speaking of Amazon stuff, though, jumping ship from video game things to comic book things, which you knew this was coming. Invincible Season 1 ended last week. And it was one hell of an ending. I was going to talk about each episode 
But I just waited to compile every episode, all eight episodes, and bring it in to talk to you guys about it. If you haven't watched it, it's also on Amazon Prime. The show is called Invincible, starring Stephen Yun, Sandra Oh, and J.K. Simmons. A lot of other people, like most, most people from The Walking Dead and other actors are in this series. It is probably one of the best animated superhero shows right now and probably will be ranked of all time. One of those things, too, does not shy away from the gore, does not shy away from the cursing, and the f- battles are fun. I love the character that J.K. Simmons plays, Omni-Man, because he, in my opinion, is just a little, if not more twisted than Homelander from The Boys. Homelander from The Boys was scary. But it's something about Omni Man that's terrifying. There's a scene in episode, I think, uh, two, when he goes through a portal to find an alien race, and he looks at them and says, You don't understand. Earth is not yours to conquer. He flies at top speed and he kills half the planet just by flying through it and destroying it within seconds, minutes. Now, I think there's a time jump because he has a beard. A full grown beard, and I think, like, you know, he's been there for X amount of time. I guess time again, time moves definitely in that world, and he comes back, and everything's okay. But from the character development of Invincible, where he goes from being this kid whose father is the most powerful being in the on the planet, and he is coming into his power, he probably picked the wrong name because he's anything but invincible. Anything but he gets, he gets his ass kicked, I think, on every episode, and there's probably like one. Or three villains that he actually can take out by himself. Most of the time, he's getting his ass before he even wins. You know, it's just that's just unfortunate. But this is the first season. He's still learning himself. So I'm hoping that season two, they got confirmed season two and three. So that's going to be something to see. Can't wait to see where they go with it. But anyway, you know, uh, Omni Man kills the the top heroes of the world, the Guardians of the Globe. This whole conspiracy thing going to get, they don't know why he killed him. They, they're trying to find out what's wrong with him. They're not letting him, you know, out of his, out of their sights. The, the government, the guy Cecil running everything. And come to find out, this episode will explain everything. I'm, I'm skipping a lot because I don't want to, I think some people still haven't watched it. So I'm, I'm skipping a lot of stuff. But when Mark sees him kill one of the, returning heroes that can't die called immortal his name is immortal like you know whatever he takes that dude down and mark says what's going on are you being controlled and that's when omni man tells him that i'm not from a planet to save people i'm from a planet of rulers basically and we're here to subjugate earth basically this doesn't go right for mark because mark is still half human and he has a lot of friends there and he you know he grew up there so and he, he goes on a one-on-one fight with his dad. Not really a fight. It's like a superpower parent ass whooping. Like when parents whoop your ass when you do something that you ain't supposed to do. If they tell you to do something, you didn't do it. And they whoop your ass. It's like that. Only man wanted his son to do something. His son didn't want to do it. He gave him a superpower ass whooping that almost killed him. He threw Mark. He was beating up Mark so bad that Mark, even though he has his father's powers, he is nowhere near the level of strength as Only Man. Because Only Man is older. Mark, a.k.a. Invincible, was getting his ass whooped. It was to the point where it wasn't even a fight. I was like, oh my god, he's going to die. He's going to kill this kid. And they really made me believe, even though they got confirmed in season 2 and 3, I really believed he was going to kill that little boy. Like, yo. And he said this one line that's probably the harshest thing a father can say to a kid. 
He said, and I quote, fine, if you want to adapt for people, I can always make another one. <laughs> what the fuck is 17 years to me? <laughs> what? <laughs> if my father ever said that to me, I wouldn't, I would honestly, I would not be doing anything. I'll be in the corner crying. That is some harsh shit. What, 17? I can always make another one. What's 17 years to me? Are you serious? Almost killed Mark, but he didn't because he's been on Earth a long time. He's That's his son. Didn't. He just took off. So he took off at the edge of the galaxy. Left the solar system. So we don't know what's going to happen with that character in season two. But we do know. If you read the comic books, you know. I read a little bit of it. And I don't want to say it. But if you read the comic books, you know a lot more is coming. Invincible's in a shitty place right now. He doesn't know where he wants to be. If he wants to be a superhero, if he wants to be a normal kid, and his father just basically abandoned his family, treated his mom, like called his mom. He called his he, the Mark, aka Invincible, like I said. Asked him, Do you even love mom? Ozzy Man says, Yeah, I do. Your mom's like a pet. <laughs> what the fuck? This dude was gone like he did not give two for he looked around and gave and gave no fucks he had no fucks left to give and that is a scary thing it's like yo like this i'm looking forward to seeing where season two comes where the family's going to be with other characters around them going to be the new team new villains that they revealed old villains returning to so it's, it's going to be an interesting season two I love the side characters from the new guardians of the globe to the first one the new ones to adam eve to Mark's best friend. And of course though. We are going to meet one thing. That most people probably don't really care too much for. I do not care. For Mark's girlfriend Amber. Played by Zazie. The lovely Zazie Beats. Don't care for that character at all. At first she was okay. Mark is a secret. This is, this is, this is where the secret, secret identity thing comes in. Doesn't say much to her. He doesn't tell her much. He's all disappeared. She's getting tired of it. Blah, 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 blah. And I think it's episode seven. To where... It's episode six, actually. To where he... Is, uh... Fight... They're visiting college. Yeah, they're visiting, they're visiting college. And... He... They're, they're attacked by some kind of robot thing. And at first he's there, but he has to leave, change the costume, and be a superhero. Blah blah blah. His friend recognizes him, and his friend's like, "Okay, y'all, man, you're invincible." Okay, blah 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 blah. And he still doesn't tell Amber because when he comes back as, no, as a he's the robot, he runs, changes clothes, come back. Amber's mad, thinking that he abandoned her. Amber decides to get revenge, and she goes to a college party with a random dude she just met. And was about to give him, give it up. Just, just be honest. She was about to. We don't know if she did not because it kind of cut. But you, you never know. Episode 7 comes, you know. She's mad on the way, drive back home. You know, again, Mark's friend knows, but she doesn't say it. She doesn't know. And Mark is like contemplating rather he's going to say anything about it or not. Nah. She goes, she shuts the door in her house because she's mad. He changes the costume, flies into her room. She sees him like, who the hell, what the hell is this? He takes his mask off and he says, hey, you know, I was always wanted to tell you, but I'm invincible. She says, I already knew you were a superhero. If you already knew he was invincible, 
Why were you giving him shit? And then somebody also told me, maybe she just said that because she, you know, was trying to play tough or whatever. No, bullshit. If she really knew, why was she giving him shit the previous episode and really thought he would abandon her? You knew he was invincible and you still gave him shit? And the reason was because you didn't tell me. Mark says what I probably would have said. It's a fucking secret identity. We're not married. I don't have to tell you all that shit. I don't have to tell you that shit. We ain't married. Tell me if I'm wrong. Ladies who are dating. If I'm a superhero. Men, you too. If I'm a superhero. And it's a secret identity. And I'm trying to keep you safe without telling you who the hell I am. Why are you mad at me? Well, you ain't tell me. We ain't married. Why do I have to tell you this? Well, how many men told him? No. He met his wife as that hero. He didn't. He wasn't on me. He met his wife as a superhero already. He met her like that. That's different. Don't give me that bullshit. We knew this woman ain't shit. Amber is probably, probably just as bad, if not worse, than Mary Jane Watson. I tell people this story all the time because it all it it, it you have to understand how idiotic this is. Spider-Man reveals himself to Mary Jane that he's Peter Parker. She's happy. He goes, takes her to the rooftop. As Spider-Man, without the mask on, you know, he gets on one knee. He says, hey, I don't want to keep this from you no more. I will you marry me? You know what this bitch did? She looked at the ring, looked at him, and jumped off the fucking roof. He jumped after her and said, Mary Jane, why the hell would you do that? She says, I just want to make sure that you're always going to be there for me. Yeah, I'll marry you. What the fuck? What the fuck? You telling me? I'm doing. <laughs> you tell I'm mad. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing more curse words out now. You telling me that all this time that before you knew I was I was Peter Parker, I was Spider Man. I was saving you regardless. You decided that's some toxic shit in my opinion. What's going on from doing that shit on a random day? When you just out chilling on a boat or something, or you on on a bridge, she just wants to jump out the car. See what the fuck you gonna do? That's some toxic shit. That shit don't make no motherfucking sense. That's that Bernie Mac. It don't make no motherfucking sense. That's not my best Bernie Mac, but you know, that's some bullshit. Some bullshit. Amber is probably just bad because uh, oh, Amber is bad. The show, first of all, I'm going to rate the show. show gets a 10 out of 10, of course. So, can't wait for season two. I love the voice acting. I love the characters. I love the action. Love the blood. Love it. They don't shy away from it. I love it. It's a great show. It's done well. Can't wait for season two. Season two is not coming fast. I don't even know when the, what time of year is supposed to come out. I just know that I need that right now. Invincible is a great show. But that's it for today's episode. You guys let me know what you think about Invincible, Tom Clancy's Outmorse, and Mortal Kombat in the comments. Let me know whether you like them, hate them. You know, let me know about that. And until next time, you all stay blessed.